Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back, everyone. I want to welcome you to our podcast this evening. We are continuing our study in, on uh, miracles, and I'm here, uh, Chad here, with David Finch and Tom Mitchell. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Appreciate being here. And uh, as always, I like to, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what we study this evening, um, you can send us an email at truthinagapelove at gmail. Dot com, or you can find us on um, Facebook, and you can send us a message on there. It's Speaking the Truth in Agape Love on Facebook. You can look it up, and uh, make sure you like the page. Make sure you share it. Um, also, we, we've we pointed our podcast to different um, hosting sites. We have it on um, iTunes, Google, um, Amazon Podcasts, and now, and Facebook. You can listen to it on Facebook. And now on um, Spotify. So we're going to kind of jump right in here. We're, we're going to basically be focusing on 1 Corinthians 13. And so you want to, um, if you're available, able, you can open up a Bible and, and, and turn there right now. Because we're going to be reading from it and we'll have a bunch of different discussions here this evening. Um, but we were talking about miracles and how they're, the miracles in the Bible are not do not happen today like they did then because there was um, five classes we talked about um, natural or see um, let's see you have material things disease demons death and natural or nature and having power over all that and having power over those right and so you know a good example is you know when they when they healed someone of a medical issue the the uh, beggar at the gate that um, Peter healed he he basically grabbed his hand and said pick up your bed and walk and here's someone who never walked before and, and their his legs you know expanded the muscles came instantly and he was able to walk never walked in his life and so that's a medical miracle um, you know and and a lot of the things that get that we call miracles today are something that took 10 days with lots of human medicine and we use and 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 uh and we call that a miracle when in fact it's god's providence Mm -hmm. that they were able to um, be healed and so that's kind of the difference in what we were and kind of catches caught up to where we left off and we left off um of in first corinthians there so where do you want to take off pa well, if you want to, uh, I guess we could mention the, the, the purpose of miracles, even at, at oh, the time sure. that, that Peter did that. Yeah. If you remember, that uh, attracted quite a, quite a few people. Mm-hmm. And what that miracle did, it, it confirmed the preaching that Peter did at that point in time. And, of course, his preaching had to do with the with the deity of Christ and and his saving power. Yeah, and that that's a good point because um, if anyone's claiming to do miracles today, what is their purpose? You know, you got to ask yourself that. What is mm-hmm. what is their purpose? Um, we've we all have seen on TV the the big rallies that they'll hold, where they call people up and they go they wave their arms and they fall down on the ground and supposedly they're healed of whatever sickness they had. You know, um, what are they doing that for? What's the purpose? Is it to gain a following, or is it to sh- prove God's power? Well, it, you know, I, I'm not an expert on what they do. I, I've seen some. Yeah, of that. I haven't dug but, into it too but much. The, but you can't help but question if you know God's word is actually fulfilled and it has been confirmed. It has been confirmed by miraculous powers, uh, and the apostles. We're, we're blessed with these, uh, this ability to do this, uh, recorded for us, actually, uh, following Jesus' ascension into heaven. He had told them, as a matter of fact, it's recorded for us in, in Acts chapter 1. Mm-hmm. If we were to go to Acts chapter 1, uh, we have the words of Jesus. Okay, go ahead and turn re- over there. Recorded for us there. In, in Acts chapter 1, 
Uh, now, Acts is written by Luke, who wrote the Gospel of Luke. And in, in both uh, letters that he wrote, he, he addressed them to somebody by the name of Theophilus. But in verse 1, he says, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs. Now there's, there's a reference to the miracles that he performed being seen by them during Forty days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. I, th I think there's a lot of people that, that aren't aware of the fact that Jesus walked on the earth for 40 days after he rose from the grave. Well, in this chapter, we're told about his ascension. But before he ascended, as we continue in that context, he says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. So now he's telling them to wait in Jerusalem for a promise that has been given to them. And, and Luke quotes Jesus here. He says, Which, he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So he's talking to his apostles. And... Uh, and so then he continues explaining what Jesus told them, uh, but he tells them uh, in verses uh, 7 and 8, And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. All right, so now, uh, basically, he's telling them to wait in Jerusalem until they receive power from God. Mm -hmm. and, and he's referring to it as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So then, when we go to chapter 2 of Acts, and we find that they're on the day of Pentecost, which was a, a, a Jewish celebration, this would have been on a... I, I believe, actually, on the first day of the week uh, when, this, when this took place. But at any rate, uh, we can see that they are, in Acts chapter 2, that the apostles then are baptized by the Holy Spirit. In, in chapter 2 of Acts, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. So that's just the sound of a wind. That's not the wind. That's just a sound. Does that attract attention? Yes, it does. That's a miracle. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. This is the apostles he's speaking of here. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So now, this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit that Jesus had promised them to wait in Jerusalem for. So they're in Jerusalem now. And on the day of Pentecost, they received this. Well, on the day of Pentecost, there's more Jews gathered in Jerusalem than there would be at any other time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So th this is a time when the apostles were blessed with supernatural gifts, abilities to perform miracles. They received information from this point on from the Holy Spirit. Remember we talked last week how Jesus said, I have many more things to tell you, but you are not able to receive them yet. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. This is when they receive the Holy Spirit. So now, uh, the only reason I, I mention that is to put our faith now in what the apostles teach from this point on. Peter's sermon in this very chapter tells us how a person can become a Christian. And uh, I don't know if we want to go in that, uh, or well, if you want we to just were, go on, we on were, to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Yeah, and, and what we, the, we've, what, go ahead. We've gone, yeah, I, go, yeah, we're, I, I we're just going off to, track here. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to build the, 
the faith of people in trusting what the Apostle Paul is writing. Yeah. In yeah. 1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 14. And what we find there is the spiritual gifts now are given to Christians. And they're given to them, but they're inappropriately using them. Yeah. And so uh, they're named, and we mentioned that last week, of what, what those gifts were. And one of them was knowledge. And they received knowledge from, from heaven. Why? Because the Word of God was not complete. Yeah. And, and that's what we're going to deal with in chapter 13, is, is, uh, is the fact that the Word of God is, is, is not complete at that point in time during the writing of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Well, and, you know, I think it's important to bring out how you were talking about these Christians who were not the apostles, receiving these gifts and what you see is you see the apostles laying their hands upon them and they receive those gifts from the holy spirit mm -hmm. nowhere in scripture do you ever see these faithful brethren then laying their hands upon someone else and that other person being able to bestow these gifts mm -hmm. it, it's only the apostles have the ability to lay their hands upon faithful brethren to receive these gifts you know, extended as Christ extended it to the apostles, the apostles can extend it to others, but others cannot then continue to extend it. And that's a very important point that you're making there, David. Uh, and and that's something that we can recognize as we. Yeah, I think that the big thing too for people is why do we have these gifts today ourselves? Because mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest confusion that people have mm -hmm. is. Um, you know, the, the, that, uh, deal that I sent you and I talked about Wednesday night, how they were going to have a bonfire and so a group of Christians in Kentucky, we're gonna have a bonfire and they're going to burn, um, books and burn sins and this and that. And he talked how they can, he can cast out demons and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. well, can we cast out demons today? I don't know, but the, you know, let's go, um, Let's go back to Acts chapter 1. You know, as we were talking about, as I just said, and Tom, you were talking about as well, how the apostles could lay their hands upon others, but they could not lay their hands upon others, continuing it on. And so then only the apostles have that, that ability to lay their hands upon faithful brethren mm -hmm. to go on. So now what we really have to address is, can anyone be an apostle today? And there's qualifications in order to be an apostle. Yeah. Going back in Acts chapter 1, at the end of that, that chapter, turn over there with me. Is that you or me, Tom? It's not me. <laughs> it's not you. I think it's Tom. Okay. So I can keep talking. We have two diabetics here, so everyone knows. <laughs> and that's the either low or high blood sugar alarm. I think everyone silenced their cell phones, but you forgot to sign, uh, silence your diabetic. You can't silence you, those you things. Know, <laughs> if, if anybody would hope that we still have miraculous power, it's David and I. Because yeah, we, we, we need we, someone we, to cure your diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have to worry about this anymore. But medical, uh, natural medical methods that yeah. God has enabled us to, to have, we can take care of it with a little piece of candy. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. And so, going back to Acts chapter 1, if you're listening, okay, please turn there with me. Uh, I'm looking at that right now. Let's start in verse 15. So, this is when the apostles are sitting there and keeping in mind, Judas went and hung himself, who was an apostle. Now, there's 11 at this point, and they need to get one more. And so, they're looking to get one more person to be able to uh, be an apostle. So starting in verse 15 of Acts chapter 1, it says, In those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether the number of names was about 120, and said, Men and brethren, this scripture has to be fulfilled, which, was, which the Holy Spirit spoke before the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. 
for he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his entrails gushed out. And it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem. So that field is called in their own language, Akel Dema, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling place be desolate, and let no one live in it, and let another take his office. Therefore these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. That's a qualification right there. It has to be a man who has accompanied them going in and out with Jesus. He had to be around Jesus at the time. Beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. Okay, so he had to be... A witness of the resurrection. It had to be a witness of the resurrection. And then the, the one in verses 21 also, it ha he had to have been living in that time. Living in and around Jesus at that time. Those are two important pieces that we have to know. So... Then we have Paul coming later, as, as we talked about last week. Paul, he, he calls himself um, one that was uh, out of due time. Yeah, bo born out born of due Born out of due time, thank you. I forgot that word for whatever. <laughs> I forgot the word born. <laughs> but he was born out of due time. But he was alive during the time of Jesus, and he was witness because he was caught up in the clouds and he seen Jesus actually sitting at the right hand of the Father on high. So, those are two qualifications. Now, some people claim that we have apostles today and they were witness of Jesus, but they don't meet the other qualification of living being in that day. In in the day of Christ. Living in the day of Christ. Unless there's some people living 2000 years old, I don't know. <laughs> But I haven't heard well, of any. And, so. and I know that um, Saul, which was Paul, when mm -hmm. he seen Jesus on the road to Damascus, Jesus basically ascended, was in, in heaven. That's and, right. And, and basically the same as when he ascended into heaven. Yeah. The, uh, and so, you know, a lot of people discredit him as being an apostle, but he was he lived in that day and he seen Jesus in heaven. That's right. Right. And... and we have to tie things together, which you've done a great job. I think the, the points that you've made so far are great. Uh, but here's the reason I believe Paul was an apostle, along with the reasons you've already given. Yeah. Paul stated that he had seen Jesus. Should, right. I, should I believe him? Yes, because Paul could perform miracles. Yeah. Multiple miracles we read in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the inspired word of God that Paul performed himself. Yeah, so that's right. we had better not doubt what he says because he had miraculous power. Now, all of this we're leading up to the explanation that we're planning to give. That's right. On the chapter 13 in 1 yeah. Corinthians because I think it'll make, make it very clear to us all. And we'll be able to understand it a why, lot better. Why there's no miracles today. That's right. Well, the, and I think the biggest thing that we're going to bring out is, you know, talking about the misunderstanding of chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians 13. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. And the, the confusion is, and we're going to get to that, that's kind of the, mm -hmm. didn't you call that the crux of the matter? Yeah, that, that verse. And that, that which is perfect, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah. What is that which is perfect? Mm -hmm. That's and, right. And and you really skipped ahead there, but <laughs> sorry, but no, you you don't have but, to apologize. But, but that's what I mean. Is that yeah. that's what we're getting to? That's, that's the right. point of this whole discussion here. Is is all these things that lead up to that point? Um, basically, tells us what we're gonna, you know, why these things ended. Mm -hmm. Because that which is perfect came. That's right. right. Well, last week we had a chance to look at all the passages of Scripture that show the purpose for miracles. The, the main purpose for miracles yeah. was to confirm the words of the one who is performing the miracle. Confirm their words. Their words became, a, were, were in, put in God's Word. They, they, they came from God. Their preaching was from heaven. And their, their miraculous power confirmed that it came from heaven. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's what we find. 
And that's why the apostles had the ability to lay their hands on Christians and they then would receive information directly from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And why did they need that? Because the Word of God was not complete yet. Yeah. And that's the that's how we can understand verse ten that you're talking about there, Chad. Yeah. The 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 the, the that which is perfect has to do the per, the word perfect can mean sinless, but it can also mean complete. And in that particular context, it means complete. Yeah. That that which is complete is the word of God, and the, and he's expecting that to take place mm-hmm. in the future. He refers to himself. As he was growing up, like all of us, when mm-hmm. we were young, we, we didn't know everything we needed to know. Yeah. But when we became grown-ups, then we became much wiser, smarter, and that sort of thing. And, that, and so he's using that as a reference to how the Word of God took its shape. It took time for it to reach its completed state. In the meantime, they had to receive things directed from heaven. We can't do that today. Yeah. Because the Word of God is complete. And can we ever be thankful that it is? Because it's unchangeable. It's a standard that does not move out of the way. It's like Mm. what we did last year, well, we no longer can do now because we've changed our policies. No, not not the Word of God. It doesn't change. Well, and I I remember, you know, kind of leading leading up to this, once the apostles... um, did, did perform these miracles and healed people and and things like that. Uh, we talked about the reasons, and the reasons were to prove God. And it wasn't a personal thing. It wasn't um, well. I, you know, you could just picture these guys getting together. Yeah, I healed a couple blind men down there. Oh yeah, well I did this and that. They weren't. It wasn't a a thing to brag about. It was. It was just to prove God's. Power and that was it, and I'm reminded. I think I brought this up last week, but Simon the Sorcerer, you know, he he's seen those powers, and he's like, man, this is way better than what I've been doing. Yeah, you know, right. this I, I is legit these, here. Hey, and and he goes to, um, I think it was Peter, and says, hey, how do I get these powers? Can you put your hands on me? And 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 yeah. God knew his heart that he was his intent was to make money with it, mm-hmm. yeah, to profit from it. And that, and no no way was that going to happen, and so you know, I gotta, I think about that, and then I question some of the things that people try to do today. Why are they trying to do these big, powerful miracle things and and healings? Is it to prove God's power? More than likely, it's along the lines of what Simon wanted to do here. Well, and and, and to, to gain a following, and gain and and you know, a following means money and. You know, yeah, and you got a question there. And to go motives. right along with that, um, uh, Tom, in your lesson the other week, you brought up John 20, verses 30 and 31. And this is exactly why they had the signs and, and the miracles, mm-hmm. being able to perform these miracles. Do you want to read it? Or? Yeah. Okay, uh, so John 20, you guys can turn with us. Starting in verses 30 and 31. So John 20, 30 and 31. Says and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. That is exactly the reason why they could perform these miracles, so that we can believe that Jesus is the Christ. And the ones that were written here were given to us for a reason. That's right. And and but that was the reason for the miracles. It, and, and like you brought out, Chad, it wasn't like they did this and oh look at me, Bragging you know, about look how it. awesome I am. And in fact, when when they tried to bow before the apostles, like we see with Peter in I forgot his name again in Acts ten and eleven. Um, Cornelius. Cornelius. Thank yeah. you. I don't know why I keep forgetting his name, but anyway, <laughs> when Cornelius bowed before him, he said, "Don't. I am but a man like you." It was never about them. It was always about proving that Jesus is the Christ, 
And when Christ was on the earth, he did the same thing. It was to prove that he was the Son of God. And the word Christ means Messiah or Savior. Yeah. So it's not his last name. It is Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. And that's the point behind the miracles. So then to go into 1 Corinthians 13, I think this is a great place to go into it. Um, So when you do go into 1 Corinthians 13... Also understanding, as we brought out in uh, verse 10 there, the let me turn over there. So, go 1 ahead. Corinthians 13, yeah, go verse 10. Turn over there with us. You know, as chapters 12 through 14 is dealing with, you know, the prophecies and, and the miracles and all this stuff. In verse 10, but when that which is perfect has come then that which is in part will be done away with. So keeping in mind when Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, it was already after Christ had come, died, and resurrected and ascended. And Christ is referred to as the perfect. But also understand he has already come and gone. So here... It cannot be referring to Christ. The The word perfect here cannot be referring to Christ, but rather it is referring to the completed Word of God. And that's the whole point behind it. And so, you know, let's starting back in verses 8, or 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8, and then we'll read through to the end of the, the chapter here so we can get the full context. If my computer will work here. It says, Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. So the prophecies and the tongues and the all of that will fail, and all of that is in part. They prophesy in part. And then when the perfect or the completed word of God has come, that which is in part will be done away with. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part. But then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. So I love how in, verses, in verse 11 he is actually referring to these the gifts from the, the Holy Spirit as childish. You know, in comparison to the completed word of God. And to go back exactly what you were talking about, Tom, how blessed are we to have the full revealed yeah. Word of God before yeah, us? No doubt. Well, it, and it's so important that we not take it out, out of its context. Its context began at the beginning of verse 12. Yes. And the context ends at the end of chapter, or I said verse 12, I meant chapter 12. Yeah. Chapter 12. The context began at the beginning of chapter 12, and it ends at the end of chapter 14. He's talking about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And so, David, the, the, the verses that you started reading from there, verse 8, he says, love never fails. Now, the problem that the Christians had then was they were using their spiritual gifts inappropriately. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were using them selfishly is what they were doing. In other words, they had the attitude, my spiritual gift is yeah. better than your spiritual gift. Yeah, kind of like what I was and, talking about as far as performing miracles. Right. And so talk about childish. Yeah. It's no wonder the Apostle Paul used a, a person growing up as an example here. But the things he mentions in verse 8 when he says love never fails, love ne- it, it has not stopped but these other things have when he says whether there are prophecies see the prophecies were miraculous at that time mm-hmm. we, you brought up the fact that that uh, 
in, in Acts chapter 1, you were dealing with something that David wrote back in the Old Testament. Yeah. And it, was, it came true. There numerous things came true in that period of time when Jesus ascended into heaven and, and during his crucifixion. There were so many prophecies that were fulfilled. We know that the New Testament was written by God, and yet it was written by men. But mm-hmm. they were guided by God, and they proved it by their miraculous power. So the prophecies that are mentioned there in verse 8 were miraculous. The tongues were miraculous. They spoke in languages. It wasn't just jibber-jabber. They were speaking in languages that people could understand. Why? Because they were teaching information that they needed to have. They were taught what they needed to do in order to be saved. Yeah. And so they had to hear it in their own language. And those apostles miraculously were speaking in languages they had never studied. And so that was a a miraculous thing. Even the knowledge came to them directly from the Holy Spirit. That was miraculous. But there's three of these things that are going to vanish away. When? When the Word of God reaches its completed state, verse 10. That's right. And that's the point that both of you have made, and that that has to be what that means. And can we ever be thankful that we can understand that and not have to depend on these faith healers like you're talking about that are trying to gain notoriety? We know that the apostles didn't want the notoriety more than what you mentioned Peter. And how he had to make sure Cornelius didn't bow and worship him. That's right. And more than once with the Apostle Paul, you know, the natives on the island, when he got bit by the viper, yeah, they, they wanted thought he to was turn done. him into a god. And Malitis, he says, yeah. don't, don't, I'm just a man. Yeah. I am just a man, but I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ. Hear what I have to say. But also notice when he was on that island, after that, he was able to teach to him. Again, mm-hmm. pointing out that these miracles that happened were not for his own benefit but rather to prove jesus is the christ exactly. and that's ex- without that he would not have had the opportunity to preach to that island. well and that that's a great um story because um when when they when they were shipwrecked and left the ship do you remember that the custom was to kill all the prisoners so they wouldn't get away yeah and he had enough notoriety because of what he had predicted and what he had done mm-hmm. up to that point, that he was able to talk to the, I don't know if it was the guard or the captain or who it was, that he was yeah. able to persuade them not to kill the prisoners, that we will not run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And and so to, to have that kind of trust, it was because of God's help in, yep. you know, getting him to that point. Yep. Well, the, 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 the last thing that we should do, that people should do, is to belittle the miracles. Yeah. And people have a tendency to do that because they think that we should still be able to do miracles today. So consequently, they, they make light of the miracles, when in reality, we ought to be completely impressed with the miracles they were able to do then. They mm-hmm. were definitely supernatural things yeah and they were for a purpose and that purpose was satisfied when the word of god reached its completed that's right and another another um gift that a lot of people do not understand today you mentioned it was the speaking in tongues a lot of people think it's just like but it's speaking a language you have never studied mm-hmm. like tom if i know correctly you don't know how to speak japanese right no, I don't. so if you hop on a plane tonight and sleep the whole way there when you land you're not gonna be able to communicate you, if you were if you were able to speak japanese perfectly that would be speaking in tongues because you have never studied it, and then all of a sudden you can just speak it. That's what was speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. and that's actually what you see at the day of Pentecost when all the brethren or when all the apostles got up and started speaking in the audience's native tongue. Well, and I think to point out about that, um, you know, on the day of Pentecost, a lot of folks were kind of used to speaking more than one language, I think, because of the regions that they would live in and how they would travel. But everyone heard in their native language. Right. So whatever your native language is, you know, mine's obviously English. <laughs> or redneck, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, right. Mine's redneck. <laughs> but, um, but, but that's how you heard it, was in your native language. And we've got yeah. some guys that work for us 
that if if that happened today, they would hear in Spanish because that's their native language. Yeah. It's English is not their native language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty impressive because they have people from all over the region mm-hmm. there right. for the for the day of Pentecost. Yeah, and, and in that chapter it names where they're all they're from. They're it, from it a does. lot of different places. And yet they were Jews and it said Jews and proselytes. Mm-hmm. A proselyte is a Gentile or a uh, yeah, a Gentile who has been converted to Judaism. They they were they practiced the Jewish religion. That's right. And those people came from different places. I, who knows how many different languages there were? But it says they all heard them speak in their own tongue. Yeah. And and that that's a miracle. Now that yeah. that's from heaven. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was there for a purpose, to mm. confirm the speaking that they did. And Peter preached the sermon that all people need to hear. Oh, sure. And, and, and that, uh, that's so important. Yep. And what's funny is they tried to make light of it, too. If you recall, they were like, oh, they're just drinking this new wine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Peter's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. It's the first, third hour of the day or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and so, again, it was that that was the speaking in tongues. Being able to speak a language you've never, never studied, never, you know, me with Spanish. I took a, a year of Spanish, and I think the only word I know how to say in Spanish is the word no, because it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 Well, there, there's been a lot of discussion, and people do spend a lot of time trying to figure out how they could have spoke all those languages to where they could hear them. Did it? Did God change the sound after it came out of their mouth? Was there twelve men talking and each one of them had a different language they were speaking? Sure. You know those kinds of things we really don't know, and I don't know that we can figure it out. But when it tells us that they all heard them speak in their own language, we yeah. can trust that that's the case. That's that right. They heard exactly what they needed to hear. Well, and we could also almost when Peter started speaking at that point, mm-hmm. he was the only one speaking right. from from the text it looks like he was the only one speaking and yet everyone still heard him. Mm-hmm. So again, it was a miracle. <laughs> yeah, it was a miracle regardless. Well, and there, I think there's a lot of folks you're going to find that try to debunk these miracles. You know, I've heard I've heard uh, people say that the uh, when Moses parted the Red Sea, that that was a phenomenon that's happened several times since, you know, that, it, that the, the winds were just right and that. And, you know, you think about that one, that the sea parted and they walked on dry ground. That's now, right. how does that work? Yeah. You know? And you and, see the same thing with Elijah later on. As yeah. he was getting ready to get caught up. And then after that, Elisha was able to part it again and walk back over the, the Jordan River. Yeah. Yeah. And and on dry ground. Yeah. You know, exactly. That just doesn't happen. Even if the wind blew it, you know, blew the water aside, it cannot dry the ground. Yeah. Like that. Well, and, you know, just as an example, we got the Palisades Reservoir up here. And this year, this past year, they drained it clear dry. And it drained really fast. And uh, we drove by it several times. And I don't know how many times I've seen someone stuck out there in the, <laughs> in the mud. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 it, and the water had been gone for two weeks. That's right. You know, and, and, and they thought it was dry, and they drove out there, and they're stuck, you know, in the mud. And it was, it was a mess. And so, you know, and that's with the wind and the sun, the hot temperatures and everything. And this happened instantly. And that's what we're talking about. That'd be the nature one. Yep. You know, to right. be able to part that water and make the mud dry. And let me tell you, that mud does not dry very fast. That's right. Yeah, and the amazing thing is God worked through Moses and Aaron to accomplish that yep, with, with a rod mm-hmm. and, and look what they were able to do with that rod prior to that and, and the miracles they performed and the, as they tried to get away from yeah, Pharaoh. Yeah, the, the snake turned into those, serpents. Those, hap- those things happened. They were real. Yeah. They were real. That's right. And they were from heaven. And there's a purpose for that. Well, like we just read, they were wrote down for our faith building that's right and they're given to us for a reason that's right and who is our faith in our faith is in our lord and savior jesus christ Mm. just like the apostles needed to have their faith there yeah Mm -hmm. and and uh, uh, you know we could get 
off on that, but oh. but I, I like the the point that you made as far as them going across on dry land. What happened to the Egyptians after that? Well, sure, they went in there and their wheels got hung up, and God made it to where their wheels fell off. Their yeah, chariots. that's right. I forgot yeah. about God, that part. God's power caused their wheels. Can you imagine but, being them at that point in time? Here you got a wall of water on both sides of you. <laughs> yeah. That's probably. 50 feet high or more. Yeah, sure. And my, the wheels fell just fell off my chariot? Yeah. you got to be kidding me. You know, it, oh, man. I read this morning about a person that, that got caught in avalanche. Yeah, sure. I've seen that. it happens all the time. I, you know, that's got to be the worst way to yeah. go there mm-hmm. ever was. And, yeah. and look at God intended for his people to leave Egypt and be and and go to the place where he had promised to Abraham mm-hmm. that he would bless his descendants. Yeah, and with. there was no getting in the and way. There was nothing that was going to stop it. That's right. Yeah. And so miracle after miracle after miracle. Yeah, and we could go on and on talking about all the miracles, you know, yeah. in the Bible, and mm-hmm. you know, it's impressive. And and the thing that, that we're pointing out here. Is the, those kinds of things don't happen today? There's no need no, for them. No, they don't. They don't, and 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 there's no reason for us to expect them to. That's right. Uh, we we have it better than they did. Yeah, because we can see we the have whole picture. The completed word that we can put our faith in and know exactly what God intends for us to do to prepare ourselves, because this life is going to end. Yeah. But God blesses us with a hope beyond this life if, yeah. we're, if we're well, obedient to Him. I've got a, I was just looking at my um, study Bible. It's the New King James Study Bible. And the uh, commentation, commentator here in uh, 1 Corinthians 13 10, um, he basically says that the perfect, the Greek word, uh, let's see, hold on, word. This is a reference. So the word perfect is a reference to the second coming of Christ and the completion of all things, but some have interpreted perfect as referring to the completion of the New Testament canon. And so that's the confusion. This He's given, in this commentary, he's given both sides, basically. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, of what people think. And so some people think it's the second coming of Christ, and and then we we can understand that it's the completion of God's word. Well, now you just opened up a can of worms. Well, the, the, <laughs> can I make comments? Yeah, on oh it? yeah, go ahead. Uh, it just won't fit, and here's why it won't fit. It's mainly because of the text, all the way through from mm-hmm. chapter twelve, verse one, to chapter fourteen, the very end of chapter fourteen. He's dealing with spiritual gifts, which were miraculous in nature. Many, many, most of those would fail at some point in time. Everything except love mm-hmm. would fail. So, do we still have those gifts today? Obviously not. Can we do the things they can do? The only way people can even believe that we can do, that men, certain men, can do what those people can do, is to belittle the miracles they did then. So mm-hmm. that they can make what looks like it might be a miracle today. Yeah, that's a good point. And, yeah. and because otherwise, if he's talking about the second coming of Jesus, the Bible teaches us that when Jesus returns, he's not even going to set foot on the earth. Yeah. His, his obedient Christians will meet him in the air. And, and so what good would it be for those things to pass away at that point in time. Yeah. Because he's talking about all those things would would pass away then. The reason that we don't need the spiritual gifts now is because God's word is confirmed. Yeah. It's solid. That's we don't right. need any other book from written by men that cannot perform miracles, which is what we have in the religious world around us. Yeah. If it's not if those books do not conform to the teaching of the Word of God, we can't trust them. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And and Mark 9, verses 1, verse 1, right there. Actually, this is Christ speaking. 
In Mark 9, verse 1, it says, And he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. So this, the second coming of Christ, they say that that's when he is going to establish the kingdom of God. Well, here, these people that were 2,000 years ago standing with Christ, some of them are going to see it. And this is... You know, and so to understand that, again, there are no people standing here 2,000 years old, Yeah. you know, waiting for the kingdom of God. It has already been established. So to believe that, we would actually have to say that Christ couldn't do what he said he was going to do. He would be a liar, first of all. And second of all, if he couldn't do what he said he would do the first time, what makes us think he could do it? The second time. And basically, this is talking about his kingdom is basically the establishment of his church, right? Am I right? Absolutely. That's that's what he's talking about as far yeah. as a kingdom. And the apostles couldn't get it around their head that it wasn't a physical kingdom. They couldn't they couldn't fathom that. They didn't right. know what he was talking about. They didn't about. realize it was a spiritual kingdom. until his second come, or, you know, when he, came, when he overcame death and was res- resurrected. That's right. And, yeah. Go ahead, Tom. Well... Or basically, until they got the You see that they're, they're confused. The apostles are confused while they're still uh, disciples. And then after he gives them the Great Commission, at the end of the Gospels, he, he gives them the Great Commission, and they yeah. become apostles. Apostle means one sent for a purpose. Yeah. And so uh, the apostles were confused right up until they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. There's only two times in the Bible that we see people being baptized by the Holy Spirit. There's many people today that believe we need to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. But it only happened twice. It happened with the apostles on the day of Pentecost, and it happened with Cornelius when Peter preached to Cornelius. And God allowed that to prove that even the Gentiles, not just the Jews, but even the Gentiles were welcomed in. And and so... uh, Proving Christ knocked down the middle wall of separation. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, where were we going? I was <laughs> going to make a point. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Well, we were talking about oh, uh, the uh, second uh, cover. Here's what I... Uh, let, me, let me finish my point. The apostles were confused until after they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. From that point on, they became completely different individuals. Mm -hmm. They knew exactly what the kingdom meant at that point. It was not a physical kingdom like they had been thinking and hoping for, just like the rest of the Jews. That's why everyone left Jesus, even his apostles, when they crucified him. Because they they thought, well, we thought he was going to establish a kingdom. We thought he's going to be our king. And and here they're killing him. Yeah, This makes me think of uh, just the kingdom, like his kingdom was so much better because it's a kingdom that cannot be overtaken. Mm-hmm. You right. know, think that, about the no kingdoms way. all right. through the ages. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a kingdom last forever? Not a physical one. No. no. I mean, we see all the kings would get, uh, someone would come in and overtake them, you know, and and destroy it. And then all the problems that they would have inside internally, mm-hmm. you know, we see that today in all of our politics, right. <laughs> yep. you know, and, and it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. But his kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, is spiritual. That's right. And it cannot be overtaken or overcome. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. That's right. Yeah. It, 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 there's nothing. That's right. And that, and that's what the Word of God teaches mm-hmm. us. Yeah. No doubt about it. And, and, and it's explained to us in the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what they're getting back to miracles. That's what they were proving through their miracles. Yeah. And... To, to prove a point that they did not, they couldn't just use it however they seen fit. It was always, it had to prove that they were speaking the Word of God. When you look at Philippians chapter 2, I'm going to read this and then I'm going to uh, explain why I'm, I'm going here. Starting in verse 25 of Philippians 2. And again, if you're listening, turn over there with me. And we're going to read 
verse 25 and following until I decide to stop. <laughs> Philippians 2 what? Philippians 2 starting in verse 25. Okay. So it says, Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need, since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was almost or he was sick almost unto death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. Okay, so the, the question I want to impose here is, why didn't Paul heal him of his sickness? Why didn't he? Because Epaphroditus was, always, was already a believer in Christ. There was no need to perform a miracle and actually heal him of his sickness because he already believed. Yeah. So it was God showing mercy. Therefore, he wouldn't have sorrow upon sorrow. He didn't. There was no need for the miracle for the for the healing because he was already a believer. And so, what would it benefit if he healed him? There would be no benefit. Therefore, he couldn't just perform the miracle, you know, and and heal him supernaturally so you're saying i can't heal you y'all's diabetes <laughs> you know what if you could i'm going to be upset at you because you haven't yet <laughs> can I go read? ahead I, yeah. I just want to read a paragraph okay so that i can keep from rambling go ahead and in this paragraph there's a couple of passages of scripture and so this has to do with the need for miraculous gifts has ceased and that's what we've been talking about these miracles were for the purpose of confirming the word preached in the New Testament times. How could the people know these men preached the truth of God? They worked miracles. This forever established that they were sent of God and that what they preached had to be obeyed. And that's the point you're making, David. Mm -hmm. The reason Paul didn't heal him is because there was no reason at that point in time to perform a miracle to confirm the word. That's right. He was already a disciple. And, and here's a passage from Matthew 16, 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. That has to do with the miracles and their purpose. That's confirming right. Confirming the word. Then here's another passage from Hebrews chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. And that's in Hebrews chapter 2, 3 through 4. I submit that the purpose for miraculous gifts has been satisfied. The message which was then in inspired men is now in the book. A report of the miracles they wrought is also in the book. The evidence is complete. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's a, a statement that was uh, uh, spoken by uh, Connie Adams mm -hmm. a oh. number of years ago. Yeah. No, and, that's a good point. And another point I wanted to bring out um, in 1 Corinthians 13.10, that word perfect. The Greek word for perfect also means complete. Yeah. When mm -hmm. you go back to the Greek word. Now, we also see the same thing when we look at 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. Actually, verse 17. But we're going to read 16 and 17. Again, going with everything that we're, we're talking about. Now, I'm going to, Tom, you typically read from the King James Version, right? Yeah, I, I've got the New King James here. you too. got the New King James? Yeah. I was going to read the New King James, and then you can read the King James. And the reason why we're going to do that is in verse 17, we see the word complete. Also, um, in the King James, says perfect. Just to, to prove the point that the, the Greek word means both, okay? Where, where are you? Uh, Second Timothy. Okay. I can read the King James. If you, you can want. read the King James? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to read 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, but then we're going to focus on verse 17. Go ahead. Just to kind of keep it into context. So all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That's what we've been talking about this whole time. They have 
They're inspired men of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, can you read verse 17, Jeff? Yeah, that, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And so we see the same thing right here. Mm-hmm. And so also in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 10, that word perfect can also be translated as complete. Mm-hmm. Just to, to show what we're talking about, I, I thought that was a, mm-hmm. a good way to, to illustrate that that word complete also means perfect. Mm-hmm. And perfect also means complete. Yeah. Well, it just, uh, it just makes more sense to, to recognize that he's dealing with uh, spiritual gifts. And in 12, he explains that they've been given those spiritual gifts, or chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, uh, that those spiritual gifts were given to them for a purpose. Yep. Uh, so that they could receive the truth from heaven, basically, is what it amounted to, because the Word of God wasn't complete yet. Yeah. They were using them inappropriately, so that's why we have what we've always known as the love chapter. Yep. And it is a, there's many reasons why that chapter is so beautiful, because we need that teaching concerning love. But they definitely needed that teaching concerning love, mm-hmm. because they were not using their spiritual gifts with it for any other purpose than selfishly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the greatest and, gift that, like you know, that's the, the, that's basically the greatest gift that we've been given. Exactly, and you know, the the church at Corinth had a lot of issues. You know, we even mm-hmm. see back in chapter five of First Corinthians, you know, we had a man sleeping with his father's wife, and but the in that context, Paul was not condemning the man for sleeping with his father's wife, he was already condemned. He was actually condemning the congregation because they didn't take care of it. For not doing something. For not doing something about it. So you see that um, what the the point I was trying to make is they had a lot of issues. And they, they boasted in their, you know, they had a, a wrong idea of what love is going back to the the love chapter in 13 but they had a wrong idea of what love is you know they they rather boasted and oh well we'll just love and and accept you for the way you are that's why they were condemned because they did not love them having the agape love for them mm-hmm. you know the the self-sacrificing love they didn't realize that if he stayed in the position that he's in he's going to have eternal damnation awaiting him you have to do something about that. You can't just let them think that they're okay in their sin. You have to point that out to them. And they didn't have that love. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to fast forward to to chapter 13, the, the love chapter, they, they had no idea what love was. Mm-hmm. And so to, to address a lot more of their issues, but you, you see a lot of problems that you see with the, the church in Corinth. Yeah. Well, we got about two minutes left. Well, I just <laughs> let, let, let me finish my thought as far as those three chapters. Okay, go ahead. When you get past chapter thirteen and recognize that that those gifts will will vanish away right. when the Bible reaches its completed state, then chapter fourteen he's still dealing with those spiritual gifts, and their main purpose was for edification. Yeah, amen. Edification. That's what we need is edification. They yeah. needed edification miraculously yeah. because mm-hmm. the Word wasn't complete. We can receive edification yeah. in the completed Word of God. And, that, and that's the very point that the Apostle Paul is making. And I know he was telling us the truth because he worked Amen. miracles himself. He was that's chosen right. by the Lord well, and even to just be an apostle. Like us being here tonight, you know, talking about these things, it's edifying for us mm-hmm. exactly. to, to talk about these miracles and these things really happened. Well, you know, it's, it's a faith builder for me. There and, you go. and, you know, it's that's and basically without faith. Right? It's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so, you know, boy, it just makes everything make sense, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's why we're we're taught to to keep searching the scriptures and studying them, you know. I mean That's right. You've been studying the scriptures forty one years longer than I have. <laughs> 
42. <laughs> I probably don't study them enough. Well, but, and, but, uh, but th you know, the thing nights is, like this really, really do absolutely, uh, and it, and it strengthen, strengthens, strengthens you as well. Yeah, and no and doubt. you know, I guess the point is too, and we've talked about this all the time. You can still find something you're like. I didn't know, you know, yeah, you can still right. learn something that's, from yeah. it, as I that's can, right. and you too, David. And, and as we come together, it's, as it says in Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's exactly that's what all. we're doing here. Yeah, so. mm -hmm. and, and hopefully we're doing it for all those listening, you know, and, that, and that's the whole goal here is to, to basically, you know, uh, spread, spread the, the word and, and study it and, and, and learn from it and be edified. So yep. hopefully everyone has, has uh, felt that uh, throughout all these discussions. <laughs> so <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's the beauty of the Word of God. It, it's an yeah. amazing book, and, and many people make light of it, but mm -hmm. it is definitely the Word of God. And mm -hmm. how perfect God is. That's right. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll certainly be looking forward to the to next week um, visiting with you and studying with you. And as as always, if you have uh, a question or or you want us to discuss something, um, that uh, you're welcome to email us at truthinagapelove at gmail dot com, or reach it reach out to us on Facebook. Um, and so we appreciate you being with us this evening for the podcast, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks again. Thank you.